3: Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Podcast announcement starts now. What's up, everybody? It's Sam, and I'm here with some official business. That's right. Podcasts can have official business to grow up. But seriously... I have an announcement, a few announcements. First up, we are doing a special episode for Thanksgiving. We're doing an earnestness bonanza, which if you don't know, is when George and I drop the bit and we are as earnest as we can possibly be while answering your questions. So uh, you can email us questions at stradiolab at gmail.com. If you do that in the next few weeks, we're going to record relatively shortly. So get those questions in for our earnestness bonanza and we are going to, you know, ironic detachment found dead in a ditch it's only being sincere so um, email us ask us whatever and we're excited for that and then we have three live shows okay that's crazy but it's true three live shows the first one is on november 9th at the bell house in brooklyn new york city city that never sleeps as part of the new york comedy festival And we just announced the lineup, which is to die for. It's Macy Rodman, River L. Ramirez, Rajat Suresh, and Jeremy Levick. That's going to be huge. And then we have two shows in L.A., Los Angeles, baby, Hollywood, California. The first one is a part of Vulture Fest. Uh, That is on November 12th at 6 p.m. We're doing a special format for that, which I'll announce soon. And then we're doing a classic Lab Live on November 14th at the Elysian Theatre. Damn, uh, crazy. And we'll announce lineups for those soon. But tickets are available right this second. Either go to those websites or go to our we have them in our Instagram bio, which is pretty punk rock of us. Um, Actually, I guess punk rock is alive and well and it's in our Instagram bio. Okay, I think that's everything. Enjoy this episode. I think, you know, I can say without any doubt or question that it is one of the greatest podcasting episodes of all time. And that's it. Okay, have fun. Bye. Okay, podcast starts now. What's up, everybody? And welcome to Stradia Lab, the greatest podcast to ever exist. Mm. George, how is it going? It is going well. You just got back from Boston. <laughs> Drag me. <laughs> I went to Boston for a comedy show. I exposed him. I, I, was- expo- I exposed him. It was, our, yeah, you were exposed. Yeah, well, it's our illustrious guest exposed me. I tried to hide it from the, the general public, but I actually did do a show in Boston on Friday night. Today is Sunday, so I'm. Did you? Still reeling? Can you remind me of your history with Boston? How much time have you spent? I there? have spent a total of one weekend in Boston in my life, um, including this one day. We can count it as a long weekend now. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but I went there literally ten years ago for an. Improv Festival. Are our guests ears perking up? Was it the Boston Comedy Festival? Um, Yeah, I think actually it
0: was. No, wait, it wasn't. What's it called? It was the, there's one. There's, it Was it the Boston Comedy Arts Festival? <gasps> that one. Yeah, so there's Boston Comedy Festival. This is everyone loves that I'm talking about this and actually is yelling more and more and having an orgasm. So <laughs> there are two Boston Comedy Festivals. One is called the Boston Comedy Festival and it is a stand-up competition festival. Whoa. So you like... Everyone performs and there's like quarterfinals semifinals finals and someone wins. I did it once and I was um, eliminated in the first round and then the Boston Comedy Arts Festival, I believe is hosted by the Boston Improv So it is more diverse in the styles of comedy. So there is stand-up. There's improv. There's maybe a live podcast (coughs) Pat does seem like he's choking today No, okay. <laughs> no, he's just c- having a coughing fit. <laughs> oh, he's coughing. Yeah. Okay, he's muted, so I couldn't tell what 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 kind of um flavor of of attack he was having. <laughs>
1: so you were there for the Comedy Arts
0: Festival. So I was there for the Comedy Arts
1: Festival. Um I did improv with my dear oh. friends Mary Houlihan and Josh Lukenbach. Wow. Throwback. And I left the town of Boston, no offense to anyone who is raising their family there, but I left the town of Boston saying this doesn't do much for me. This does not speak to me. I do think it is a great place to raise a
0: family and do nothing
1: else. (laughs) And then this time I went to Boston and one, I was there for truly six hours total. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was beautiful fall feelings. And ooh baby, I could just feel, I wanted to go out. And I could feel, yeah. I was feeling more secure in my sense of self, where I actually think going out in Boston this time would have been thrilling and fun. And you know it's my favorite thing in the world to go to a city, one, with people that aren't in that city. A big um, text for me has been it like Beckham. And I'm always trying to recreate the scene where they are doing an out-of-town game and they go to a club together. Um, are you kidding? And Kira Knightley is wearing the that top? top? Yes! <laughs> Yes, I was at a store recently and I saw (laughs) that top is one of the
0: (laughs) that top is one of the defining articles of clothing of our generation.
1: (laughs) That damn top. I think about it every single day. And um, so that's basically what I'm trying to recreate every time. And I never I didn't get to go out this time because we drove back after the show. But well, you know, I have to say
0: as someone who once at the famed Boston Gay Club Club Cafe made out with someone who worked at Accenture Consulting. I can tell you,
1: <laughs> you're not missing much. <laughs> but isn't that the fantasy just for one night only to sort of like meet someone that like has sort of a a job that, you know, that a mom would love? And, sure. and you just, you, you live that fantasy for one night, sort of in a Romeo and Juliet style of like, we could never be, but for tonight, anything's possible. But you didn't do that. But no, I didn't do that. But that is the goal. Yeah. Um, But you're from, you like cut your teeth in Boston.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) we have talked about this many times. I have two connections to Boston. One is that I was randomly born there because my parents just so happened to be graduate students when I was born.
1: Wow. I always do forget that.
0: Yeah. It's like a weird thing. I was immediately shipped back to Greece. I don't have memories from there, but I was born there. And then the other thing, of course, is that I started comedy there because I lived there for two years as an adult. So in many ways, I was reborn there as a comedian. (laughs) Wow. The next career shift you have, you have to go to Boston to start it. I know. It does kind of feel like, unfortunately, as much as, you know, you would think I'm the type of person that wouldn't like Boston. You know, I'm not a Red Sox fan. I don't tuck my polo shirts into khakis uh, that kind of thing. Um, I I I enjoy food that is good, you know. But at the same time, I, it has
1: been such an important, uh, such an important location in my life. Wow. Well, it's a really important location in my life too, because I did the Boston Comedy Arts Festival there once, and then... and went back recently <laughs> and, for more, and went back for more. I do think Boston is a mythic space. I. um there's something t- one okay doing out of town shows. No one talks about this. Well, and maybe our guests will have the opposite opinion um, based on a recent experience. I
0: actually need to hear about our guest's recent out of town shows, but that that will be a story for for when he's officially brought
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's making a face at us. He's so mad. No, sh- 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 I want to say out of town shows sh- are a- fun. I had a damn blast. Oh my god, did you hate that? I was like, Listen, I was like, oh, I'm a star. It, it really. It de- No,
0: the thing with out-of-town shows is they can make you feel like either a star or the biggest flop in the world. Because a bad out-of-town show makes you feel like, you know, a scene from a movie where like an aging actress is going to do an off-off-off-Broadway play in Pittsburgh. Oh. Whereas, a g- you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. like, wow, it has come to this. I am in Minneapolis. Whereas a good out-of-town show can make you feel like you are quite literally on the Monster Ball tour.
1: Yeah. I was feeling that. I was really like, these people don't know me in the normal way. They only see me as a bright, shining star. And I even said, this is like the Madonna Truth or Dare documentary. I was backstage. People were stretching. People were like warming up. I was like, this is amazing. I've always dreamed of this. Wow. Like the venue was like, can I get you guys anything? And it was like... (laughs) Finally, I'm being treated how I deserve. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, they do that in New York, too. (laughs) No, venues are never asking me if I need anything. They are, in fact, taking my things from me and saying, this is mine now. They're they're robbing you blind. (laughs) Yeah. All I want is a venue to take care of me. And I'm not talking about a food plate. I don't want a food plate. No, in New York, you'll show up. You'll say,
0: you know, where's the green room? and the person in charge of the venue will literally put a knife to your throat and
1: say give me your wallet. <laughs> it's just not fair and I want to be treated like like I'm special. Yeah. Because they're not letting just anybody up on that stage, I don't think. No. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised in Boston. <laughs> the things I've seen. Uh, um so yeah, that was my boss my big Boston weekend. Well, day. I went for one day. <laughs> <laughs> Should we bring in our guest? I actually think we have to. Yeah. Like if we didn't bring in our guest, the podcast would just end right here.
0: I'm I'm jonesing for it. He's coughing again. He has this condition where when he's not on the mic, he has an allergic reaction.
1: I just want to say our guest has been seemingly fighting for his life this entire intro. He has been having trouble breathing. He's been choking. He's yeah. been coughing. <laughs> it's really <laughs> crazy. He's muted so you can't hear. No one's hearing him cough. But
0: like it, it truly does seem like he's dying. Multiple times I've, I've wanted to be like cut the recording like are you okay yeah we need to call someone okay and so and now so so pat you can enter
4: (laughs) oh my god it's so hard when it's like not time i forgot i haven't been on a powder where it's like where that where it's like you wait to be brought in in a second and i forgot how like truly arduous emotionally taxing and even like exciting but stressful it could be i kept writing down little things like You know, it's the experience of wanting to be brought in is the experience to have random thoughts and write them down and be like, I wonder if I'll say this, and I wonder if I start saying it, if if I'll immediately regret it, because I'll realize it's like actually one of the most boring things anyone's ever said. But, you know, I came came in from my long run here moments before we recorded. I was going to do it after this. And then I realized I probably had just enough time. I'm on this, like, journey back to getting in shape as a runner. And so one part of that is I need to leave, like, literally a flex of, like, truly an hour buffer for long runs. Because, like, sometimes I just, like, cannot run a pace that I normally used to run very easily. And then long runs just take
0: so much longer so you just um, got back from a run
4: yeah it actually went really well but I think would you why, say that's why, the en- that's why i'm coughing my point oh, is that's why i'm coughing oh i see i see i see would
0: you say the endorphins are sh- streaming through your bloodstream
4: um a little you know i actually think like the media makes right. makes much of like the runner's high in a way mm-hmm. that like kind of is real but i only feel a real runner's high like Literally in the moments after like a finish line at a race where I've like truly went to the well and like emptied myself, and yeah. then I'll literally then I'll do crazy things like rolling on Molly like whoever's next to me in like the finish shoot, I'll be like, "Nice race, man!" Like that was a nice, like that was a nice race, man. Like strangers, but like because like, you'll like be happy, fake friends with people on races because you'll be there will always be like one or two guys who you're kind of battling with for like a long portion of the race, and you feel so bonded to them, and you're like high on Molly from running from like running so hard yeah but like but it's just a normal run i'll be in a good mood after for sure and my brain will feel clear for sure and i'll feel in my power if it was a good run but um i don't feel like the way that people sometimes talk about runner's high it's like you need to stop trying to make life magical and just yeah. enjoy what life actually is which is hard well yeah which is hard you
1: don't need to make like a hot like don't be like it'll get you high, be like, it's fun and good for you. Like, you don't need to be like, it's actually a drug and it's crazy. Just be like, it's nice. People's
4: relationship with running is so crazy because yeah. like, they try to like, it, they try to make it seem like something is not so they could like, in their minds, justify why some people might like it or something. It's It's really interesting.
0: Here's what I think is going on. And I hope, you know, no one is offended by this, but I think for many people, are really into running it's kind of the only thing they're into and so they emphasize runner's high because they're like oh it is the one time i feel a high of any sort i'm not necessarily you know doing other things that are bringing a lot of excitement into my life
4: i guess but do you know that i do think runner's high is a phrase that gets bandied about by a lot of people that and this is going to sound potentially Pretentious and potentially elitist, but I do think it gets bandied about by people who aren't quite runners to me and I think it's like tell me you're not a
1: runner without telling me you're not a
4: runner and it's like I love runners high you know what I mean no that's so true (laughs) amazing that's like it's an amazing meme you know what that
1: is that's when comedians like non-comedians are always like man comedians really fucking tell the truth like it's their job to fucking be truth tellers and it's like that's that's only something that non-comedians think or people from Boston I Um. wish I had a yeah
4: yeah (laughs) totally totally so, oh, and what else? Was Wait, I Pat,
1: we wanted to hear about your out-of-town show because I was saying I had a great time and I saw some Instagram posts about. Potentially, you not having a great. Do time? you feel comfortable talking about this?
4: I do. Well, I'll say a few things. But I'm definitely going to. You know, I'm recording my my personal pod.
0: Oh, you want to oh, say so you want to leave the good I, stuff?
4: I, no, I no, no, I'm not going to save it. I'm not okay. going to save cool. it. I'm not going to save it. But I, but I just if you're, I but I feel the need to acknowledge that if you are going to listen to both, there definitely might be some overlap if we are going to cover. But I will say, even when you're talking about, like, people, non-comedians talking about... (laughs) The rhetoric around the show that I did at a gay resort last Sunday was, I would say, psychotic. But I do think... (laughs) But it's like, here's what was annoying is, like, no one liked the the show. Like, it was a show that no one liked. So you
0: performed at a gay resort once or, like, throughout a kind of weekend?
4: One show on Sunday. Got there on Saturday. Came home. Got home yesterday. So I was there for one week.
0: Whoa. And where was it? It was
4: in um Miches in the Dominican Republic. And you only had to do one show? Yeah. To be there for a whole incredible.
5: week.
4: Yeah, it was incredible. That's amazing. But the only thing that was the only thing that was a buzzkill was I did have to work the whole time. So like from Monday to Friday I had to be on Zoom in my in my like uh room from like one to eight. And the other buzzkill was There's so many tiny, tiny, like this big. I'm doing like a really small circle, you guys. Mm -hmm. Frogs. (laughs) These frogs that like were freaking me out because they were were frogs that were the size of ants. They were frogs that were the size of ants.
1: I hate that. I don't want to know about that type of frog. Wow.
4: Like in the Dominican Republic version of Zoolander, he hits over the thing and says, what is this, a center for frogs? Because that's the size (laughs) that... That's the size that frogs are, and, and they don't make yeah,
1: that out. makes sense. It's, How big are the ants was, there? Are they as big as frogs here? Yeah, the ants are huge. The, the
4: ants are dogs. People, the people have are, pet the ants. ants are dogs. The dogs are dinosaurs, <laughs> and the cats are. Yeah. Of and course. Zoolander
1: was a hit there.
4: Yeah, <laughs> was yeah a and, huge and, and
0: you know, in, in the Dominican Republic, it's Clifford the Big Red Ant, and it's a giant. <laughs> ant,
4: so. yeah. um, yes, 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 yes. Um, but anyways, yeah, it was, so I did this show in, like, a large, first of all, I loved everyone there. Those people at that resort are my family for life <laughs> 1,000 trillion percent. <laughs> and I will die. Anyone who was at the gay resort in Dominican Republic, the Club Med in Dominican Republic, who was there with me that week, whether you liked, hated, or, or couldn't understand my comedy show, I will die for you in any given moment. And, yeah. When I die, I know that you'll all be at my funeral. And should you die first, I will cancel anything I have going on to show up and to go and pay my respects to you when you die. (laughs) Okay,
0: now that's covered. (laughs) Wow.
4: It was a huge resort.
0: I've heard of fostering a relationship with audience, but this this is crazy.
4: (laughs) It was, this is my, this is, okay, so like basically like, it was in a large cavernous space, and literally a couple, like, I was doing a bit kind of when I came on, like, just like I always kind of do a bit about when I get on, where I'm like, okay, no one here cares about me. Like, if I truly dropped it on the stage, none of you would care. You would go on with your lives. Like, literally, none of you would care, even on a human level. And so I was like, doing that, and I was like, being. And I kept doing this bit. I was doing this bit that I had thought of right before, where I kept saying, "I came here from New York to share my gift with you guys." I came here from New York, and it was just so funny to me. But no one was like doing anything. It was just dead silence. And I was like, "What would you guys do if I said that?" No one answered. And I was like, "What if I did?" I was like, "What if I did that?" What if I came out here and I said, "I'm here to share my gift with you guys," and as soon as I said that, someone threw an egg at my face. Like, would you like that? And then like no one was responding at all, and it was like. I'm being hilarious, but whatever. <laughs> and then then after that, someone ran up and switched mics and they were like, no one can understand you. No one can understand you. And I was like, oh, okay. and then I did. I think I then was understood better, but still not understood. Not fully. Yeah. <laughs> not fully. And part of it is that I speak quickly. Part of it is that. Part of it is it was this huge space. Like the audience was so far away. But yeah, I will say that basically like, Afterwards, there were a couple of groups of people that were like, oh, you're, you're so funny, I loved it. But there definitely was, like, lots of people that, you know, were kind of avoiding eye contact. And then I felt really bad. Like, you know, you feel so much guilt, like, for the people that booked me. I felt so... Sure. Even though everyone was being so nice and, like, literally everyone's being so nice. I will say the median age at this space was probably, like, 51. Like, it was mm. an older crowd. And I did, in some ways, go as kind of, like, from an anthropological perspective of like, who are these people that go to these places and how do they act? And um, I just was curious about that. But I did like two days later, I was, this is like really indicative of like how it was, like two days later, well, when I had seen this guy like, the night of the performance and he was like loved your show you know I have a kid I have kids who are 29 32 so I understood like everything you're saying I understood not everything but I did understand a lot of things you were saying and I was like okay cool and then <laughs> two days later on my lunch break from work I like I like went out to the pool and like wanted to do a quick dip and so I was swimming and I saw the guy and he was like oh favorite comedian favorite comedian in the world I was like oh thank you so much he's like yeah I've been. and he said this exact sentence I've been talking you up all over the resort because, you know, a lot of people have been saying they don't get your humor. And I was like, like, oh, thank you so (sighs) much for that. And then I keep – and even, like, the people who did like it, it was very, like, an underground community of, like, kind of rebels that were, like, actually, (laughs) I liked him. And, like – this is my I kept doing this impression to my um coworkers when I was no one said this, but this was the vibe. It was like, you know, I liked your show. I found it bizarre, unnerving, grotesque. I thought it was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre, annoying, I thought it was fabulous. I thought it was fabulous. thought it was fabulous. <laughs> but it was very much like you would think I like walked up and smeared like blood over myself and like ate a live squirrel and you, know, like, they would, you would think I was doing the most insane like performance art shit and I literally was doing the most normal stuff anyone could ever imagine. Wow. So uh, it was like whatever and then like of course everyone else like kind of killed. It was just like not my, it was a different crowd than I was used to. Wait, were there other comedians there too? There was another one, other comedian from LA who was an who I I did take the bus. Basically, I got off the flight and was immediately on a bus in the parking lot with like all the other people going to the resort, and it was summer campfires. And I did hear I wrote down oh I wrote down some notes of like what I was hearing people say because it was really making me kind of lol. But the other comic. People were like, there were these two, this married couple who goes to every, there's basically, this company does resorts and cruises. And one thing that I clocked almost immediately was that there's a huge rivalry between the resorts crowd and the cruises crowd. And there's overlap, but a lot of people only do resorts or only do cruises. And the people who only do one or the other, then there were some cruise people who were at the resort, but they were like, this is nothing like cruises. Cruises, like, there's so many people, like, it's, like so much, like, m- more people, and it's, like dancing, and like, it's just like a lot more fun. But, like, this is really fun too, but it's more laid back in jail, but I don't really like that. And then, like, there's resorts people, and the resorts people were like, see, this is nice. It's relaxed, it's chill. <laughs> like, the cruises are very kind of like party, party, party. Which the, but to, which, to be fair, there was a full theme party every afternoon and, and every night so there was two there was two theme parties every single day what
0: are some themes one was
4: like alien slash space (laughs) one one was tropical Uh one was seven one was 70s one was 80s one was white party and that was very much like prom like that was on thursday and it was like That was on Thursday. and It was very like all Thursday. People were like, I cannot believe it's already white party tonight. I cannot believe it's already white party tonight. And I was like, I know, it was so crazy. What by so fast? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what else were the themes? Um, then one night the theme was that there wasn't a theme.
0: Oh, um, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that kind of feels underground. I feel like your fans would love that theme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Because they're totally. like, oh, this is kind of out of the uh, yeah.
4: this is the counterculture.
0: This is fabulous.
4: This is I yeah, fabulous. think yeah, it's, it's bizarre it's weird it's strange i <laughs> fabulous um
5: <laughs>
4: um so like there were what else basically I I, bef- I befriended befri- this one married couple it was like a 39-year-old and like he's probably 50 plus his husband and um met them the first night never quite like absorbed 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 their names but I saw them like every day like four times a day and so like it got to a point where I obviously couldn't ask but but they were kind of the ones who would tell me what the theme was. And, like, also their vibe was, you know, like, in cartoons when there's, like, a duo and one of them always talks and so the other one is mainly silent. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Penn and yeah. Teller. Yeah. yeah, Penn
4: and Teller. <laughs> Jay like um, <laughs> and Silent Bob. Jay and Bob. Yeah. Almost yeah. pinky in the brain, isn't that? Yeah. But, like, something like that. But it was... Um, so that was that and the bottom was the one who talked and so like even though i feel
0: oh that's empowering that's really empowering
4: yeah well it's kind of like he was like kind of like you know in the way we're like this this is so just for
0: anyone for anyone listening at home pat was just doing a kind of dance move a kind of gay (laughs) a very limp wristed Uh, Limp-wristed dance To show that the bottom So the bottom is kind of like (laughs) Limp-wristed And kind of dancing
1: So the bottom's like Faggy pretty much Is
0: what you're trying to say (laughs) Yeah He's kind of like Just on a
1: dick Just like Woo, woo, woo Like going from one direction To the other And Pat I also wanted to I wanted to clarify something Yeah, yeah, Did he say Hi, my name's like Ronald, I'm the bottom Or did you watch them have sex Mm. Or how was this introduced Mm. As the bottom? No
4: (laughs) Well, first this.
1: Well, sometimes you know I mean, he was really limp-wristed
0: Yeah, yeah (laughs) He was just super faggy and faggy. He was like, he was really faggy and gay, in like the bad I mean, way, like in the were... way that like when people don't like gay people, that's who they're talking about. Like he's just like really gay. <laughs> so needless to say, he was getting fucked. I don't know that he had. I
4: don't know that he had bones beneath his elbows. It was just so bendy, bendy.
0: But, he's um, kind of like I... that stereotype that like he's the reason we like people don't like, like people don't want gay people to have rights. Like, like I kind Wait. of like. I, he, I was embarrassed by him when I was like close to him.
1: He's actually, I believe, he's been banished to the resort because if he's in present, if he's in normal society, society, our rights will get taken from us.
0: Well, back in the Obama administration, (laughs) President Obama banished Gay acting, gay people to resorts, because he was like, "Well, we need kind of like the more Pete Buttigieg ROTC crowd, yeah. to like, you know, to make it palatable." I yeah. will say,
4: like, I, I when I met them, I did know immediately what the day, what the deal was, but I it ultimately, I mean, I can't, I don't, I hope they don't listen because I don't mean any of this and like like they I they are my closest friends I have <laughs> in this world and like I love them to absolute death and like they took care of me this week and I don't mean anything. But, but whatever, but just as an artist for which everything is fodder, I do have to discuss like my relationship with my relationship, my relationship with my relationship with them, if that makes sense. Of course. And, and listen, hey, listen up. My wrists are bendy.
1: Powerful. Listen, be careful. You know, the, the corporate powers that be are about to ship you off for the rest of your life. You know what I've
0: always said, you know, your wrists may be bendy, but they bend towards justice
4: totally and <laughs> that I is I the that. difference <laughs> question mark um but it's like i knew the deal like pretty much as like immediately and then through chatting with them whenever like it eventually was confirmed of course of course of course mm-hmm. but um he's very much like i'm gonna get some dick tonight or like or like i would see him and i and i like, how's your guys today like how's any big good i got some dick finally and like punches like uh, not like and like kind of like slaps the castle. wall <laughs> <He> stops, <Yeah. laughs> like the guy at the top and it was like um, he
0: slaps a random person walking by hey bitch
1: <laughs> bitch whore
4: the top struck <laughs> the top was like it was hey he, he was very much like I, you know i was obviously in near constant anxiety spirals. as someone who on the second day had a terrible show and then just was at a gay resort by myself for the rest of it like i was in near constant anxiety spirals and so when I, he, they work people I would kind of land with, and like be like, this is what I'm struggling with right now. And they are not people I think that feel a ton of anxiety. And like, you know, in New York, it's kind of like everyone struggles, and like at a gay resort, almost no one struggles. And so I was like, um, I forget what I was like spiraling about, but he was like, he had all these sayings. Like he was like, what do you do with a balloon? I was like, what? He's like, what do you do with a balloon? You blow it up and let it go. <laughs> And he'd be like, let it go. You blow it up, let it go, let's punch you some dick. Like, he was all about, like, that. You know what I
1: mean? That's actually really helpful.
0: Yeah. In a sense, but that's kind of not what you do with a balloon. That's true.
4: The blow it up. It's not what you do with a balloon. Also, if it was what you do with a balloon, which we've agreed on, it isn't. <laughs> the the blow it up part is completely superfluous to the analogy. Like, he just means right. let it go. Let
0: it like, go. Yeah. Right. Here's what I'll say. If I, you know, let's say I brought balloons to a party and then people were like, how do you do this? And I was like, let me show you. I blew it up and then just let it go and just did that repeatedly with each balloon, each different color yeah. and shape. I would not be a hit at that party. Even no.
4: someone with only such a cursory knowledge of balloons would be like, "I think you're not doing that right." I think <laughs> yeah, that, that's, yeah. I mean, that's not what yeah. these, I think mean, that's not what these these mechanisms are for. Yeah. Um, so he it was like that. He also like this is said with so much love. They were big fans of hacks, which I write for, and uh, he did say to me about, in our first conversation that he didn't even he loved hacks. So much he didn't know anything about Deborah Vance until hacks started. Until no, came out. Oh, no. I love them to death will die for them at any given. He's smarter than me. He's cooler than me. They're both smarter. They're both. He was actually a hundred times funnier than me is what I'll say. like I, he made me laugh so hard all week long.
0: ok. This does remind me of when I was describing the plot of Tar to my mother. The movie with Cate Blanchett that is out. Yeah. Um. And I was like, so she plays this conductor who's like really famous. She's an egot. She's like both in the classical music world, but also has like broken through and written stuff for movies and and plays and and and, and whatever. And and then this happens and blah blah. I was playing the whole plot. I was talking for like five minutes, and then my mom goes, and so is she still alive? And I realized she thought that I was describing a real person. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I do think, like, we have to have compassion for these people because it's like, you know, in this world where there's docs and there's scripted versions of docs and then there's yeah. bio, biopic.
1: And not to mention autofiction, docu-series. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, life is blurred. Reality is blurred. Reality and fiction are blurred.
4: And in a world where reality is blurred, as it's become, with, with you know, the Annadelby doc, et cetera, of course. we have to have compassion for our neighbors.
1: Well, and it's really tough. I think this is a good point because it's especially with shows about comedians. So many times it's like a comedian playing instead of Sam Taggart, it would be Dan Tagrat, And it's like, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, you're playing yourself. So I could I would believe that Deborah Vance is actually a woman named Deborah Stance who wrote the show Hacks to, about right. her life. I mean,
0: is, is Hannah Horvath a real person?
1: Yes. <laughs> and yes. Her name is Lena Dunham and she's real yeah
0: (laughs) she's real yeah best start believing in hbo's girls you're in it yes
1: and
4: to quote um to quote vulture vulture's hateful anti-hacks anti-hacks campaign and here
0: we go and here we go and this is why you're here and this is
1: why you're here tonight (laughs) just to clap back at the haters
4: They've done two articles, one entitled, Is Hacks Bad, Actually? And one, in, were, were an article which they didn't answer the question. It was kind of not an opinion. It was just like, let's talk a little bit of shit enough, where we don't have to actually say anything.
0: And if you want to hear more about either of those, come to our show at Vulture Fest on yeah. November 13th. <laughs>
4: well, you guys are vulture darlings, so which is cool. Which is really cool. You know, well, I feel like a vulture pariah often.
0: I'll say this. The power of Vulture is that everyone kind of feels like a Vulture pride. But
4: you guys don't, do you? Mm. I,
0: listen, I have never been in any of their lists. That's all I know.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in a relationship with Vulture where I've done work for them. I sometimes sure. feel like I'm literally like at the Vulture holiday party, like whatever. <laughs> and then they'll fully come for me, I feel. (laughs) Not take that out, take that out. I don't mean come for me. I mean like they famously so they put me on their list finally and then they in the list so that I voted for hacks and then in in that article about me where they say right for Hax hacks, hacks was hyperlinked to their own article saying asking if hacks was bad, which was just an interesting. I'm it is a really interesting choice. This is a really interesting and funny choice. It's so
0: <laughs> funny to put you on a list of up-and-coming comedians and then link out to their own article asking if your show is bad. Yeah.
4: You have to ask the question,
1: like what are you what are you thinking? But
4: also
3: it's so like, funny. It's well, just
1: interesting. That's the power of the press is They have to be hot and cold like that. It's like that's the whole deal. I think it's so funny. It's also funny because you specifically, more than most people, like pick up on things, like get, will get annoyed by that and will not let it go in a way that I absolutely love.
4: Well, it's just like, I also did a bit about not being on those for years and years and years. So it was also funny to finally be on it. And then like also to be on it, but then also like be absolutely dragged. is funny. And then Yeah, also... they were like, you're
0: on it, but no, your place.
4: And then their relationship with my podcast is interesting. It's like, when it first started, it felt like they liked it. And then they would like not acknowledge it for years. And then they did include us in like a, these, po- these are podcasts. list, These are examples of podcasts. List.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: and then, but then it's like, then they'll go- then then they'll go cold again. It's, it's
0: so interesting. <laughs> um, wow. Well, Pat, I do want to say, you know, it's funny when we asked you about the resort, um, you said, well, I don't want to say too much about it because, of course, I want to talk about it on my own podcast and then proceeded to actually perform a full one-person show <laughs> ready oh. re- ready for HBO Max even.
5: <laughs> sweetheart,
0: sweetheart. Um that,
4: that tip of the iceberg vibes. I mean, we are on the Titanic heading towards the only tip of an
1: iceberg here.
4: <laughs> tip of an iceberg, That like the famous line says, tip of an iceberg dead ahead.
1: Yeah, tip of the iceberg. We are on the Titanic and we're only about to hit the tip. <laughs> um, we, I've I've never performed at a gay resort, Pat, but I have been to one multiple times. Oh, really? Which one? I went to one in Michigan. Um, there's a gay town in Michigan, apparently called Sagatuck, and it's like 45 minutes from my parents' house. I never knew this, and I went uh, to the. They have like a gay, like hotel thing with a pool called the Dunes, and it actually was miserable to see the same people over and over i mean i was only there for three days and i was like get me out of here like if i because sometimes chosen family is actually not chosen and it's just people that are there at the same time as you and um, totally totally you are forced to be their family and i was like deeply miserable and i even tried to like leave the resort and go to just a restaurant because i was like I'm so tired of like hearing club music. I wanna like look at a duck in a pond. Like I just need quiet. And you would not believe who came to the restaurant, the entire group of 10 gay people that had been like forcing shots down my throat for two days. Ugh. And I was like, I need—I so need to be alone.
4: <laughs> I have to say, I have to sh- I'm gonna shout them out on my own pocket too, but I have to say, Saving Grace's were like, other performers were, Um, one was this drag Queen called Miss Ridgefield, and she's so she was so funny. She's like huge in Provincetown, and yeah, Miss Ridgefield, nineteen eighty (laughs) one.
0: Literally, so funny. (laughs) Wait, is that her full name?
4: Yeah. Oh my god!
0: Now that I love. I think the premise is
4: that she like won a a Miss Ridgefield pageant in nineteen
0: eighty one. Yes. No, I Pat. I get it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, she was so funny. She had this
4: whole like story about like how she was doing like a, um because she she's like an like OG like was doing it back in the eighties with like mm. you know a not famous RuPaul or whatever and um you know she was oh, she's just so funny she was doing this it's not going to translate but she was doing this like um bit where she was but not even a bit she was telling a story about how she was like doing a um like a reading hour for kids at her local library because they asked her to and she was like oh sure it'll be fun but then there was like this one woman started like collecting signatures to get it canceled and then but she, but just when she was done it she just kept calling at the library and then she kept calling the, the librarians and it was just <laughs> making it was was like a librarian and i said <laughs> it was just like it was just making me laugh so hard for some reason but i don't know but she's gonna be in new york November 4th and 5th, I think, at tryout on the Upper West Side. And okay, now
0: you're fully promoting. I know,
4: but I said it was, I'm going to go. I think people should go because I just think she's so funny. You know what I mean?
1: Sure, we're yeah. all going. We're all going. Awesome. <laughs>
4: Also, Natalie Joy Johnson, who played Paulette um, in um, Legally Bond on Broadway, was there. And she was so funny. She made me laugh so hard. And she was (laughs) was the singer. And she has a show in New York on November 11th. And I think I want you to go see it. (laughs) I know. They just were my... I just thought they were so brilliant, both of them. And I just had to, like...
1: Yeah, Pat, we can't can't make it to that show on November 11th. Because we're actually going to be in LA for Vulture Fest. For Vulture Fest.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You know, I can't make it. I don't think because I'm... I'm headed up to Boston (laughs) that weekend. Wow. Uh, to, to, I'm peaking for a half marathon and I'm hoping, you know, I have some big goals and I'm really hoping to tackle some of them, to take a step forward uh, on my journey that weekend in Boston.
0: Wow. wow. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are both dealing with such different issues in our day-to-day lives. You have a full-time job in Los Angeles you've had to uproot your home you've had to you have to figure out work-life balance. Meanwhile, I am a freelancer in New York City. How do I fit it all in one day? How do I create my own schedule? What am I some boss lady in a film?
1: you know it's so hard you have to be boss and employee but you know what we can't keep these things bottled up you know we need to let them out. That's right, people
0: all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and when you bottle them up, it can start to affect you negatively.
1: Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I'll tell you something, therapy in the past for me has been just a place where
0: once a week, I can tell someone what I'm thinking of, in a safe and enclosed space where no one can enter and ask me to send an email because it is my time and it is my time for therapy. And everyone deserves that in all across this great nation.
1: Yeah. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and hey, suited for your schedule. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Stradio
0: today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. On how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors.
1: You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection Queer founded, Queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear. For all bodies, so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop.
3: Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious?
5: Well, should we do our first segment?
1: We are, um, I want to say, 40 minutes in. <laughs> I know. We need to do our first segment. The one thing I just kind of
0: wanted to add about resorts, gay mm-hmm. resorts and gay cruises,
1: there's a certain
0: hubris where it's like, like don't mess with the perfection of a gay c- club or bar. Like, don't make it bigger than it needs to be. The good right, thing right. about being in like a, a small gay space is that you can you're so grateful that you are there with your chosen family. You can look out the window, you know, see straight people and be like, Oh thank God I'm not with them. I'm here. Totally, but if totally. you're but, but then if you're suddenly with twenty thousand gay people, you're like, honestly I kinda wish I was with the straight people. <laughs> well yeah. The problem is gay men are really, really annoying. So if you have to yeah.
1: be around them
4: for too long, it could be really bad for your mental health.
1: It can I <laughs> I get more mad at the music to be honest like I love bad club music it's my favorite thing in the world but I don't love it from starting at noon to 3 a.m. like yeah, yeah. Play it starting at 9 p.m. would be huge and maybe have a, a little build maybe we have like some quiet music in the afternoon and, and slowly build to the the club tracks but it's just do you know what I want to do what
4: Oh, I don't know if I should talk about this. yet. I, wish, I wait. To, let's uh, do our first segment, right, and sorry, then I'm we sorry.
1: will. And then we will.
4: Um... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I should really want to talk about that.
1: Thank idea for like? Uh, you like withholding out. it makes me want to talk about it more. Whatever it is, <laughs> I know. I mean, it's it's literally the one thing
0: I want to talk about now. But but we actually have to do our segment first. Pat Regan, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of nonsensical rapid fire questions where you have to choose one thing or another thing. And the one rule is that you can't ask any follow-up questions about how the game works. Do you copy? Okay.
4: I do remember and copy.
0: Okay. <laughs> Pat, watching Law & SVU or having
1: leftovers of Chicken Vindaloo? Ooh. Uh,
4: watching Law & SVU. Oh.
1: Huh? Pat. Random house or awkward sauce? Awkward sauce, big time.
0: <laughs> Pat, angels in America or
1: women in Hollywood? Angels in America. Hmm. Pat, there's something about Mary or we need to talk about Kevin? Hmm. There's something about Mary.
0: Pat, finite resources or
1: infinite jest?
4: <laughs> Ooh, that one's hard. Um, it, it, Infinite... Mm, infinite just.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, Pat. Being out of touch with the youth or being in touch with your financial planner named Ruth? <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, being out of touch with the youth.
0: A tall glass of water, a hot cup of Joe, or this old bag of bones?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, this um, a, hot, a tall glass of water. Wow. Okay. Beyonce's love on top or Dannon's fruit on the bottom?
4: Oh, Danon's fruit on the bottom.
1: <laughs> wow. Well, Beyonce found dead. Oh yeah, definitely Danon's fruit on the bottom. Next. No, no question. I don't even have to think about that one. Beyonce, who's that? Dannon. Danan, I love her. I love her
4: Danin, work. iconic.
1: Slay mama. <laughs> Queen Dannon. Are... Dannon is not even the Beyonce of yogurt. No. Who, who is Chobani? I would say Chobani. Faye? Oh. Wait, wait, wait you,
0: oh. in my world, Faye is the Beyoncé of Yogurt. I said but I understand that. No, Faye is not the Beyonce
1: of Yogurt. Faye is like Grimes. <laughs>
4: no, Faye, No no. Faye is not even Grimes. Faye is almost like Britney. Faye is almost like Britney because it's like been around forever, and but sometimes it's like How's she doing?
1: Yeah, it's like, is it okay?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is she doing all the, how How is she doing with all these new girls in the mix? Are they being nice to her?
1: Siggy's um, is FKA Twigs. A hundred percent. No comparison has ever been more
0: apt.
4: <laughs> oh, wait, I want to do more. I want to do more. Um, Yo Plate is Mandy
0: Moore. <laughs> mm,
1: yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Maybe like Mandy Moore, like like 10 years ago.
0: Before This Is Us. Before oh, This Is Us. Yeah, but yeah.
4: Who would be Mandy more? Well, then what would be Mandy more now? I think that Yoplait I, has gone through a similar evolution mm-hmm. as
0: Mandy. You're absolutely, you know what? You're waiting me over where it's like, Yoplait did also get a big break ab- about five years ago. <laughs>
4: yeah, Yoplait was like, kind of this like, airy whatever yogurt.
0: So you know, oh, wait, I have a really good one. Gogurt is pink.
4: Oh my god, that is really good. That's really good.
0: It is original, but in like the most kind of uh, mainstream commercial way.
4: Okay, Trix yogurt mm. is. I'm deciding between two. Which way I want to go with it? Wait,
5: but I, think I, think.
4: Jojo, I think it's JoJo. I, jo- I think it's JoJo Siwa. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? Yes, that's amazing. I almost, I almost said Miley just because it was like a kid. Trix yeah. yogurt was a kid once, and so is Miley. No, it's so JoJo Siwa.
1: <laughs> That is. It. it is
4: JoJo Siwa. It is JoJo because it's like based on a serial and JoJo Siwa is based on like a dance
0: based, on sh- on <laughs> dance. Based, based on her TV or on dance, based on the YouTube, just, or...
4: and jo- JoJo Siwa is based on dance. And so,
1: <laughs> well, and, and there's always been like a queer feeling to tricks too, like yeah, totally the color,
4: thing. well like rainbow, yeah, yeah. yeah rainbow like not for rabbits like famously famously queerness is not for rabbits
1: there's always been a gatekeeping element to tricks which is a big part of the queer community totally totally
4: totally Uh, totally
0: what's the famous frozen yogurt brand um Uh, pinkberry Oh, oh Pinkberry. Pinkberry. Pinkberry was the fir- Pinkberry to me is like hege- hegemonic Froyo. It's like non indie Froyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Pinkberry could be like Dua Lipa. It, I, it's too old.
4: Yeah, sure. it's too
0: old to we'll be drag Dua Lipa.
1: Drag Pinkberry. I think it's Katy Perry.
0: It's Katy oh, Perry. It's Katy oh, Perry. Oh, oh, You're yeah, totally right. You're totally there right. Is You're totally something right.
4: So st- Sterile yeah. about Katie isn't there? That I think aligns. Well,
0: don't
1: don't get Sam started. We cannot talk about. Oh, do you do not like her. You do like
0: her. We can't talk about Katy Perry. It's yeah. not okay. a matter of liking or disliking. Sam, I, a,
1: Sam will quit on the spot. I actually don't need to. It's just a matter of her to. being impactful and being and living out loud and being a true image of what a pop star is. And you know what? I'll say this. I
0: I roll my eyes at Pinkberry, of course. But then again, in a recent apartment of mine, I live close to a Pinkberry. It was the. The the most incredible part it's of my so, month. Yeah, Once a that, month, I would go and I'd be like, you know what? I'm fucking getting PinkBerry. Yeah, Perry.
5: <laughs> that's
4: why PinkBerry is Kitty Perry because you roll your eyes at it, you feel superior, and then you have it and
0: you get it. Yeah, and then know? and then Harley's in Hawaii comes out, and you're like, oh, okay.
5: <laughs> is
0: the MacArthur Genius Grant still giving out awards? <laughs> but th- this
4: all begs the question: like, what is Taylor? This all oh, begs that is that. I and guess also, it does. It feels like it has to be in conversation with Katie being Pinkberry. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. To me, Taylor is like a non-dairy option, but not the cool one.
1: I'm really oh, just I, racking my brain.
4: I was thinking. I was actually thinking the other day about like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift not liking each other. Like how much that once meant to me, and how like little <laughs> a part of my
1: life it is today. Yes, totally. <laughs> oh yeah, I did forget about that. It used to be a huge part of my life. (laughs) I know this isn't yogurt, but I do think it's like we're like kind of moving on like I think Taylor is Cold Stone Creamery.
4: Oh, yeah, Mm, but it's almost like I hate to say it like Cold Stone's almost. So I'm gonna, you know, say I always tell this story. Is it the story? I don't know, but it it is me watching. I
0: always tell my students this story.
4: (laughs) I always tell my students this story and it's an amazing teaching story about when you're trying to get your students to be able to identify which yogurt Taylor is. And so <laughs> I was watching her, like, Vogue, however many questions. You remember her 72. Vogue, however many questions? Yay. <laughs> and so they said she was in her kitchen, and one of the questions was favorite food. And she looked at the camera, and she said, if calories don't count, chicken chicken tenders. <laughs> and so, like, I feel like with that answer, she can't be called stone, which is kind of a, the an icon of indulgence.
0: Yeah. She needs to be a
1: little more diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. She
4: needs to be almost like not
1: Halo top, but like maybe Halo top. But that's like so focused on the calories. It's like, I I know it's like
0: actually
4: it's literally like,
1: you know what? She she is.
0: She is Haagen-Dazs sorbet. Oh, yeah, because it's basic, (laughs) but
1: it's like, okay, all right. Yeah,
0: it's something different at least. Yeah, yeah, it's like something different. And then you're like, I guess. I think mostly yeah, what we're yeah. hitting
1: on is like the type of yogurt that Taylor Swift is, is ice cream. Yes. A hundred percent. There's <laughs> yeah. no, there's totally, no totally doubt.
0: One thousand percent.
4: We've only, we've only just dis- in casting this, we've only discussed ice cream.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think you need to zoom out and like, dude, that, that's what we already have it. <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> wow. Wow. I love, I do love Taylor. I have to say, I don't know how you, I don't actually know how both of you feel about her. George, you like her and Sam, you're not obsessed with her? I'm not obsessed with her.
0: I am not obsessed with her either. I My thing with Taylor was, for, you know, I've had to kind of embrace and not be as much of a critic the older I get. You know, I used to be honestly, like, bothered by Taylor. I used to be like, is everyone stupid that likes this musician? Yeah, and yeah. And then I think around the time of Reputation, when I actually kind of appreciated how... Reputation. I kind of appreciated how out or how like ridiculous her reputation where I was like, oh, you're being so aggressively uncool. And but like, it's
4: like, she does. I do think it is like
0: that. I appreciate it. I was like, does
4: Taylor have the Hannah Rourke at the there? Cause it's like the way people talk about her, they would never talk about any other singer where it's like, you need to, like the way that some people, like the way that the general public speaks about it. It's like, you need, this is a you thing. You know what I mean? Like Of course,
0: of course. But there is, I think what I remember specifically. This was during the era. What was the album before Reputation? 1989, I think.
1: Yes,
0: 1989.
4: So that was that a huge was, hit. Yeah, I mean that.
1: 1989 is so good that I could cry talking about it. Even my dumbass was listening to 1989 <laughs> as a sure. full-on hater. So that was like <laughs> my peak. That was my peak hater
0: era where I was like. I remember being so annoyed that the cover is literally like a hipstamatic Instagram print. Yeah. Where yeah. I was like, this is not cool anymore. Like, how is how 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 is she tricking everyone into thinking it is okay for her cover to be a hipstamatic print? Yeah, that's fair.
4: Nice to meet you, where you been, I can show you. So, so
0: then, things. I remember her being like, heaven, literally heaven, on heaven,
4: the cover. Heaven, <laughs> heaven, And I thought, oh my God, look at that face. You look like my next mistake. Yours is a game I want to play. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's oh, the boudoir no. version.
4: <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah.
0: You know what, this was peak of the era of, and Sam and I have talked about this, straight men being like, Taylor Swift is a per, it, uh, like uh Blank Space by Taylor Swift is a perfect pop song. It's and actually I'm it like yeah. Yeah. it's actually a perfect pop song. And then <laughs> yeah, that, that the sucks. combination of like But that's not her fault. I know, it's not her fault, but I I think like there I think <laughs> that was what really turned me into a hater. It was like it was like straight men saying it's a perfect pop song. It was her being on the cover of like Bloomberg and it was like it was her face and it was like I think I I might be a little off about this, but I think the headline was literally like Taylor Swift is the music industry. Like that was like the, it was like her face with that headline. And there was something about it where I was like, why is everyone being insane? Like she's fine. But you know, I'm like, there are people doing like, why isn't anyone talking about, I don't know, art pop. Right. In
4: equal measure, there was like the rhetoric of like, Taylor has had six boyfriends. Is that okay? Of and like, course, Don't break up course. with Taylor because she's going to take pen to paper and write a song about it. It's like, and of you'll course, wish you were dead. And you'll wish you
1: were dead. Like... I mean, like all women, <laughs> she has been crucified by the
0: media. <laughs> yeah, yes,
4: yes. Yeah.
1: But the other side of crucification is, you know, being Christ. So But my, my point being
0: that after 1989, when I was like at my peak hater, then Reputation came out and I actually became the defender where I was like, people were making fun of Reputation and I was like, no, 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 This I like. I mean, delicate is such yeah. a damn smash. Yeah, delicate well, you know dress.
4: My, yes, oh my, delicate. You know my kink is listening to Endgame and thinking about my crushes.
0: I love Endgame. I um, mean, I love Reputation. Reputation is a great album. Yeah. Except for that one terrible song, Back It Up or whatever it's called.
4: Look, What You Made Me Do, what about that
0: one? Oh, wait, that, that one actually bigger. I kind of think is funny. Wait, oh, then <laughs> Ooh, I'm thinking of the one in <laughs> 1989. <laughs> Shake It Out. What is it? Oh, shake, shake It Out, out. Shake It Out. Yeah. Oh, I hate shake it, it shake, off. It off. shake it Off, Shake It Off,
4: that's it. That's t- like I, maybe like, one of
0: the worst songs ever written. That's
4: <laughs> that's my least, that is tied with Welcome, Welcome to New York as like the <laughs> yeah. two things that, that really bring me 1989 into, into the stratosphere of, morta- of mortals, where it's like, oh. Welcome
1: you know, to New York is the funniest, funniest song.
4: Well, yeah, Welcome to New York, if it's intentional comedy, is brilliant. Yeah, but 100%. I, sometimes but I worry not. it's not. Sometimes I worry that Welcome to New York isn't intentional comedy. <laughs>
1: I don't need intent. I don't need intent for it to work. 1989's Bad Songs, and
0: also the fact that Shake It Off was the lead single, that was, I was like...
4: That that was really upsetting. Why why was that?
0: I actually had to swivel back my X Factor chair and say, "Mm, you're not ready yet. (laughs) And... See, I'm getting the golden buzzer. I'm getting the golden yeah. buzzer. <laughs> but then with Reputation, even the bad songs, quote unquote bad songs, I thought were actually so bad they were good. Like I did. I, every song on Reputation I can get into.
4: Wait. Boys and boys and girls and girls. <laughs> we have that to say. Gave the, that was what gave me the courage to came out, come out in New York. This? With the line, boys and, you can want who you want, boys and boys and girls and girls.
0: <laughs> well, Wait. Wait, we need to get into our topic. We actually need to. I cannot
1: believe we've been talking about Taylor Swift this whole time. All
0: because of our yoga conversation. No, 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 no. It's okay. And I actually (laughs) am going to go so far as to say, I'm going to go so far as to say everything we've been talking about so far actually is related to our topic, which is celebrating love.
4: Yeah. Celebrating
0: love and i actually would say my favorite taylor swift eras are the one where she's not celebrating love that's why i did not like lover or 1989.
4: (laughs) i did like lover i did it but i don't like yeah so celebrating love sorry i don't i'm not i will not be on us celebrating love
0: tell us what you think is straight about celebrating love
4: okay celebrating love to me is very like okay it's like And the only word that's coming to mind about celebrating love, and you're not going to like me using this word, um, but it's like choogy, you know what I mean? And it's very like, (laughs) I've never used that word in my life except for in this moment to to explain how I feel about people celebrating love. And it's very, celebrating love is like, you know, there's an epidemic right now with straight geriatric millennials, straight 30-somethings, low 30s, where they, what they'll be doing is low to mid, low to mid 30s. (laughs) <laughs> what they'll be doing is they'll be going to weddings every single weekend and yes. they'll do full grid posts at e- for each wedding and they'll be like had so much fun celebrating at Brian and at Amanda in love. And it's like, okay, like why are you saying it like this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why are you telling me that you had fun celebrating your love?
0: You should literally comment, why are you saying it like (laughs) that? Just say say wedding. I had fun at at Brian and at Amanda's wedding. It was a beautiful ceremony.
4: Celebrating love culture has almost replaced the wedding hashtag, which was a dark time for humanity. Like, I think we're moving away from wedding hashtags, which is, I think, the right choice for us as a species
0: i mean uh, you'd be surprised i really? don't know yeah i don't think we're moving past it actually i don't in think we're my, moving
1: past it
4: in my orbit a lot of straight people have been moving past it.
1: what have they been doing instead i mean i do think organizationally it's nice they've been doing had so much fun celebrating
4: at brian and amanda's <laughs> love thank you for including us in celebrating your love see i would actually prefer
1: a hashtag
4: <laughs> in my orbit in my orbit that's what straight's have been doing yeah i want that well the, they're different sides of the same coin of course. So it's like is this better is this is this progress absolutely is there still sure. huge systemic problems absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i think that <laughs> i think that like in many ways the wedding hashtag was celebrating love and the straight stuff i think the straights even got embarrassed at a, point, at a certain point and sometimes straight people take it takes a lot to, for them to get to feel embarrassment and i think that
0: sometimes it, it, they only feel it when it's too late
4: mm. yeah they, yeah they they feel it about three years too late they're like, oh, I'm humiliated
0: here's the, <laughs> here's here's to me what's emblematic of straight people feeling embarrassment. It's like they will have fully like a wedding on a plantation and then they'll suddenly feel embarrassment and do and do a land acknowledgement. Like that—that—that yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. is straight people feeling embarrassed. They, they can't they're like moving too fast to actually be embarrassed as they're making <laughs> actions. And so then suddenly they'll be like, well, celebrating our love. And also we waited until gay people could get married to get married.
4: Right. And I also said that I think that like, yeah, so celebrating love was this impulse I think largely by straight people to make gay people have have marriage equality, like you know, in the straights kind of like moral conundrum of like should gay people get married or is that kind of an <laughs> us thing? I um, <laughs> they were kind of they were like okay, they can have it because they they kind of assigned this need to celebrate love to gays yes. when it's it's that is like a, a disease they struggle with, so they're like oh, gay. They, it felt like they finally like got, it clicked for them when they were like okay, you should be able to celebrate love. Well, love like, is no love. Yeah. Love, well, love is love, and it needs to be celebrated in any form it does take.
0: Exactly. Well, it was kind yeah. of like, what about two guys? And they were like, well, no. And then it was like, but what if they were in love? And then it was like, yes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Would you not want to celebrate that?
4: I mean, it's love. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, oh, well, then that needs to be celebrated. And they're like, oh, wait a minute. My mind has been changed. <laughs> and that's why conversation between opposing sides is so important. And um,
0: Exactly. Right, right. But yes,
4: but I think... Uh, what was I saying before you started? How did I get into this? But that's why I think gay, gay marriage has largely been a flop at the box office. because, <laughs> and I think It's kind of because it's been couched in this like celebrating love. Right. That's not what's appealing about it. And the way that the marketing campaign for the film Bros, I think, failed it because it was, it focused exclusively on its importance and not mm-hmm. on like what was fun about it. It was just, which to to put it in gay marriage terms, what's fun about it is that it's so silly because it's two guys or
0: girls getting married. (laughs) Right, it's
1: inherently funny. It's like, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter the
0: intent. They should be different, but they're the same. Yeah,
4: you know, it wasn't a box office flop. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry or whatever.
0: I mean, you do not have to tell (laughs) that to us. (laughs) We are leading the campaign to bring that film back. Okay, this is actually, you're actually making such a great point, which is that gay marriage. It's marketed all wrong. Was promoted using the bros marketing campaign rather than the I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry campaign.
4: Which is, it's just silly.
0: (laughs) It's just silly. (laughs)
4: It's just plain, it's just plain silly. It should have been promoted as a romp.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like no <laughs> on prop A. It's just silly. It should have been promoted <laughs> even pointing to sort of its gross out elements. Say, can you
4: believe this?
3: You're gonna yeah. want to see
1: this.
4: <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. I've been wondering lately if I am gay. Did I tell you guys that? Mm. What? <laughs> I just I'm like
0: <laughs> basically As in like, you've been wondering if you are not
4: gay? Sometimes I'm like sucking a dick and I'm like, shouldn't I be liking this more?
0: Oh, sure. (laughs) Like, but in a way
4: that you're like, I'm like, why is this? Sometimes I'll be sucking a dick and I'll be like, why is this actually gross to me right now?
0: I understand. It's like,
4: and I'm like, because I must be straight and gay is famously straight. Gay is famously gross to straight people.
1: Uh huh. Are you feeling <laughs> potentially bi? Are you feeling attracted All to? Right.
4: I'm no, definitely not bi by any means.
0: Just
1: not gay. Just decidedly not gay.
0: Maybe you're just going through a less you're you're going through a less horny phase. Not no. gay, and also not asexual.
5: Huh. Yeah.
4: No, but I am so horny. It, it's I'm back. I forgot how I get when I'm single, which is that I get very obsessive around hookup culture.
5: Totally. And then
4: when it comes to brass tacks, like. When I'm in it, I'm like, oh, God, like, how do I get out of this? Like, oh, this is terrible. Like, now I have to do all these things to this person. Like, that sounds awful. Like, this is gross. Like, ew. (laughs) Like, Is, th- is that okay to say i don't know that's but very that, that powerful
1: is... to say i mean i cannot relate really <laughs> at all but i can say that you are beautiful and you are valid
4: and have single <laughs> way um yeah i don't know I'm, I'm i'm mostly kidding but i am kind of like what is my deal with sex i do think it's just shrouded in and if i do hook up with someone there's so many levels of Shame to work through because it's like, uh, yeah. For one, just like in general, sex, like even if I was straight, I think I would still feel shame around sex. And for two, gay sex, that I, it's been so ingrained of like this is so bad, and if you do it, you are so actually bad. So then there's that to like kind of unpack, you know, the day after, and then there's this other level of him that has finally been able to like acknowledge and sort of been like where I feel a weird guilt or something, or like I feel bad for the other person, where I'm like. And that's just like a me thing where I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like, they, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that sucks. They had to like hook up with me. Like, I feel so bad for them. Like, Wait, I, I, I should like say, say, say sorry or something. Or I should say like, I should like, I'm sorry. I don't even feel like you had to do that. I'm so sorry.
0: I feel, no, but I, the last thing I relate to, I mean, it's this kind of like, it's this insane insecurity when you, even in the pro, even you will literally be having sex with someone, and there's a part of you that thinks, Do they like me? Do they want to?
4: <laughs> yeah, like, oh, they're, they're, they're like throwing me a bone. Like, oh my God. Yeah. I hope, you know what I mean? Like, I should let them out of that. You know what I mean? Or something.
0: Yeah, you're like, Wait, let's zoom out. Just FYI. I'm sorry about my body. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really, really deeply sorry. I know you. I can tell you wish it was a different <laughs> body, and I apologize for that. I,
4: I can tell you feel tricked, and I want to say I'm sorry for that. But
0: anyways, <laughs> it's tough. One of the t- you know, I'll say this. One of the toughest things is having that uh, is is feeling no shame about sex and yet still struggling to feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Elaborate. I'm confused. I no no. I'm, I'm,
0: all I'm saying is that like I I relate only to Pat's final point, which is about like about insecurity, where I'm like, I, I'm. It takes a lot for me to be like, okay, I am comfortable being you know, being naked with someone. It, sex itself is not shameful, too. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 Sex is not shameful at all. I have no hangups about it. I don't, like, I was... Bragg, bragg.
4: Bragg, kitty cat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm being the bottom of the resort. You're totally... The bottom has influenced you in such a powerful way. <laughs> it's your, being the, your wrists have never been limper. Yeah. <laughs>
2: happy pride from tomboy x we just dropped our pride 24 collection queer founded queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear swimwear and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin visit tomboyx.com to shop
3: bean dad the dress 30 to 50 feral hogs if you knew what any of those were you spend too much time online and hey i do too
6: Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
5: It
0: is fully the insecurity of like, at any given point, someone could, cha- could, could be like, oh, you thought I liked the fact that we are currently in the middle of having sex that I initiated, <laughs> you must be stupid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes,
4: totally. Um, and also, yeah, take. I just have another like celebrating love thing okay. where that uh, I also feel like part of, I'm sure you've like discussed this on the lab, but I also feel like part of celebrating, I don't know how this connects, but like, part of celebrating love culture is also somehow gender reveals because it's also like this weird thing where it's like it takes these sex these people have had and it makes it like their families around and they're popping
1: a balloon full of like glitter. Do you know what I mean? And it's like well, it's de- literally desexualizing sex. Like the celebrating love yeah, thing yeah, is fully taking sex out of it. That's like what the gay marriage argument was. Was it's like well, don't forget that we're also horny and crazy. Right. We're al- yeah, we're al- and we're allowed yeah. to be that way. Totally. Well, the other thing with all of this stuff is that it is celebrating
0: the most normal, conventional... It's literally like, let's have let's have a celebration because we dated for two years. Let's have a celebration because we got pregnant. It, it is celebrating the quote-unquote normal, like, heteronormative course of life. At every stage, you have to have a party.
4: Yes. Wait, would you guys call me if I got if I ran and got some water really quick?
0: Please.
4: Hey, okay, I'll be right back. Be back. Okay,
0: okay. Okay, we'll talk. So how do you think this is going? I think Pat's doing really, really good. I agree. You know, I thought, you know, this is someone who... Is a is a is a veteran of the podcasting industry, and yeah. I thought maybe he would come in. He would be kind of, uh, you know, we'd be beneath him. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't want to share things because he was holding them for his own podcast. Mm-hmm. But I
1: actually think, if anything, he's talked too much. <laughs> I would say he's been so, so selfless in that he's been talking a lot and giving a lot of information, personal details, and even opinions. Yeah, yeah. Even even talking over us <laughs> and
0: actually kind of like monologuing in a way that <laughs> some people might find to be, you know,
1: it's like enough, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've I've been sort of um going along for the ride because I do find that Pat is one of those performers where it's it's sort of um almost like a republican meme of like either buckle up buttercup and get on board um and i feel that way when i'm around pat Uh, yeah and i actually find it to be such an, an interesting journey um and an interesting approach of you know speaking up when you need when we're talking about Taylor swift too much you say actually let's stop this i don't want to be talking about Taylor swift any longer he did that? No, I did that. I was like, let's move on. Oh, you to did that. Shift. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of nice because um he is so
0: intelligent and so naturally funny that you kind of don't have to feel bad for like punting him in a different direction. He's like talking, talking, talking. And then you can be like, OK, and now switch to the topic. And he's like, oh, got he's it. Like, and then he's, the, like, blah, blah, blah. he's yeah. talking again.
1: <laughs> I actually do find that to be such a slay. He's not offended. Yeah. No, it's just perfect. Oh and now such a natural. He really is. What are you guys talking about? What
0: are you guys talking about? Oh, nothing.
1: You were talking about your performance so far. Yeah. Oh, wait, good or bad.
0: Really good. Well, we were just saying you're such a natural at talking through ideas that when we want you to change topic, we can just like tell you and then you're back. You're on a different topic immediately.
4: Oh my God. Good. Okay. Perfect.
0: We can just be like no more Taylor
1: Swift topic now. And then you're like, okay, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) Oh, fun. Okay, good. And it's really, actually, amazing to see.
4: Oh my god! Thank you, guys. People's
1: brains work differently than mine. I feel like when I watch you talk and think, I'm like, I'm the slowest, dumbest person alive. Like, I'm like, why don't my thoughts come at this speed? I'm like, really
5: need
1: (laughs) support. I will say, I do think
4: I'm like, I think that I have like an hour and then like in of like really kind of focused mental energy, and then. Like, once I spend it, then it's very much like my brain feels, for lack of a better word, inflamed. Like, my brain starts Mm. to feel like it's swollen and too large for my skull, like, or something. Like, it's worked too hard and then literally, like...
0: You're
1: overheating. You're you're literally, like... Like, I'm going to do this. You're literally 11 from Stranger Things and you're using your power and then you have like a nosebleed afterwards. Yeah, yeah you're bleeding out of <laughs> your <laughs> eyes.
4: Literally. I'm, I'm a laptop that's on your
1: lap in your bed
4: and it's so hot because you have too many tabs open. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's like a beautiful poem. That's That could be like a, a little emo song lyric.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Th- yeah.
1: I love pop punk. I'm going to go to that
4: famous pop punk concert that's happening. That
1: famous one. Wait, can I go pee and you guys talk about my performance? What the hell? I have to pee so bad. I know. Okay, you guys talk. Okay, go pee.
0: Oh my God. You know, there's a sort of um, beautiful symmetry to you getting water and Sam Peeing.
4: Yeah, totally. I'm so glad lately I've been like really drinking water, like in a focused way.
0: I actually, you know, it's one of the few things I really believe. It's one of these kind of conventional things everyone talks about that they are right about.
4: It's so true. Drinking water is so true.
0: And then every now and then people will, at some point, someone was like, it's such an American thing to drink water. In France, they don't drink water. And I was like, I don't care
4: i don't care i also don't believe that
0: yeah you're wrong
4: i actually feel like drinking water connects us all over the globe to each other
5: <laughs> yes
4: i think that but one argument for drinking water that i actually don't believe in and that i actually want to like lobby against is like some people will be like you need to be drinking water because your body is actually 99.8 percent water that's wrong and if you're not drinking water then and like even if my body was literally all water and i was a water being and i was made of water like <laughs> even still I don't believe what so you're saying I'm going to disappear if I don't drink water because there will be no more water left for
0: me to be like yeah. what are you talking
4: yeah. about yeah, like, like shut up so it's like that's like saying like you should really be eating bones because you have a lot of bones because you're made of bones I,
0: I just want to say I'm like not impressed by the fact that there's a lot of water in my body that is something that does nothing for me yeah like I, d- I don't care I- if it's 50 percent or 60 percent or 70 percent.
4: I actively don't care what percentage of water I am like, like yeah I'm I'm I, I mean
0: many things are many things are water many things are liquid and that also makes sense for inside your body
4: (laughs) totally totally we don't
0: we don't I mean if you were to tell me you know 50% of my body is solid 24 karat gold then I'd be impressed
4: (laughs) totally totally it's like I don't care how much of my first of all I also it's like a lot of my body is bones a lot of my body is bones. yeah Yeah. no one's
0: ever talking about that no one's ever like did you know did you know actually 20% of your body is bones
4: um wait what was he just gonna say it was actually crucial to this it was actually crucial to this conversation but now I can't remember oh well it'll come it'll come
1: I even want to counterpoint George's point of um, if your body was 70% gold, that it would matter a lot. I still wouldn't care. I would still be like, okay, like unless... I guess by that point, if we would know it, like...
4: Yeah, it's like, what am I going to sell it? I'm going to make a ring out of it.
1: What, am I going to harvest my body gold? No, I'm going to just go to work like I always do.
4: When someone says I'm 80% mortar, I'm like, okay, well, drink me, bitch. Drink me, bitch. (laughs) The (laughs) other thing
0: with every... Learning facts that are true of every person, it's like, well... That's not interesting because it's true for everyone. I mean, totally. show me like show me the Guinness World Record of most water someone has in their body and then I'll be impressed. Totally. And even least. And even least. I mean, that would actually be even more impressive. You're like literally dried out, but you're still going to work.
4: <laughs> right. It's it's like, is it interesting that I'm made of water? No. Is it interesting that I'm a Scorpio? Absolutely. Because that's inherent
0: to me as a person. And, and actually, that goes back to the celebrating love thing, because it's like, what's interesting about gay people is not that they also love. No. It's no. that they have... Anal sex <laughs> <laughs> for fun,
4: mind was, you. You know, I've been talking a lot about this idea of sides. You know, you guys know about sides.
0: Yep. Oh yes, Sam taught me that.
4: Okay, so my experience on sides is that I didn't wait. Know anything say what they are. Them. Okay, okay, I didn't know anything. about I have to, for me to say what they are. I have to explain how I learned what they were. Okay, which okay, is okay that. perfect. I I didn't I didn't know anything about sides at all. And then I was thinking when I was abroad about downloading an app, like a hookup app or something. And so I ended up Googling around, like, in this country I'm in, what apps, are, what apps do people use? Because I wasn't sure if it was the same. Somehow in that Google search, I ended up reading this article that was had nothing to do with what I Googled, and it was about, <laughs> it was this very self-important kind of article that was uh, saying how grind out in, in a huge revolutionary moment grinder was finally at long last offering sides as a position side as a position as opposed to just the famous three of top bottom reverse. And so it was <laughs> like, this is finally happening. This is so good and important. And like, this is amazing. Like progress is being made. You can now say you're a side. It
0: end. was on the a- ACLU website. <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so my favorite quote from the article, because there were some quotes from different sides about, about the big, about the big change, ruling, about the big ruling that sides were now (laughs) (laughs) adopted. And so there was one quote from an older side who had been a side for his whole adult life. And his quote was, we've always been here, but now (laughs) we're stepping into the light. (laughs) And so what sides are, are people that don't have anal sex. And so they do oral and they do quote frictional stuff. And... So, and the article I read said that some people that they often
1: call the frictional stuff outer course, mm. which is interesting, kind of a fun play on words. That is a fun play on words. I'm always calling sex intercourse. I'm always saying me and my yeah. friends are having intercourse tonight. Sam is always saying intercourse implies the existence of outer course. So it was really cool when that was validated finally. Yeah, that was amazing when that was validated.
4: <laughs> yeah, 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 I um and then yeah it was on you know I did join Tinder just as a joke a, Ooh, a joke on myself doesn't
0: sound like a already joke. laughing hilarious <laughs> it doesn't it's, sound like a joke
1: sounds like a sincere statement
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting how people are in that on the application because for one oh well, anyway they saw a person last night and there was their whole bio and then the last sentence of their bio was oh and I'm aside by the way and I was like okay step into the light step honey." into the light mama
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and um, <laughs> and and one thing that I'm actually obsessed with which is a huge part of tinder that i've noticed is this culture around the amount of countries you've been to or everyone's many people are always saying how many they've been so there will be like a, a normal sentence might be 33 countries and counting who will join me on my next country
5: it's oh my like, god
4: i don't care how many countries you've been to at all and then one person one of their pictures was literally a world map with the countries they've been to highlighted and it's like what are you talking
0: about Wow, I've actually never heard about this. Sam, have you? That is
1: so weird. No, I've not heard of this. Is that because yeah. they're like? Is that like a dog whistle for like I'm rich and I want you to be rich too? I don't
4: too? know. I will say I did set my things to like I can only see you if you're a 37 or older. So maybe it's like an older person thing. I don't know. Hmm.
0: Uh, okay, first of all, put a pen in that because I want to <laughs> talk about know. That, that soon. <laughs> but I'm. Um, it's so interesting. I mean, this is not an original statement, but like in dating apps, you know, you have to find different ways essentially to identify and you kind of run out of the obvious ones pretty soon. I mean, you know, you age, uh, location and whether you're or not you are a side. And so when you (laughs) run out of those, then suddenly you start listing countries, like talking about like, uh, like my favorite is when people do like fake aggressive things when they're like you know, Devil Wears Prada is the best romantic comedy. Don't at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me. It's like, debate okay, me. I wasn't going to. Yeah, yeah, no one wants to
4: debate you. My favorite thing about, like, any of the apps, and this has been going on for a long time, is, like, when people are so micromanaging in their bio about how they want you to talk to them like just in the app so like if it's famously it's like don't just message me and say hi do not if you start conversation with hi it's not a match and like, literally how else do you want to start this conversation like a quote like a a quote from a bronte novel like what are you talking about you know what i mean like
1: then it breeds like an even worse type where it's like they have like an opening line that they send to everybody that's like a little clever and a little and it's just like this is worse like don't do that just say hi yeah just
0: also please like, say hi whether or not uh, people say hi is so much less important than being the type of person who would write don't message me saying hi that's Literally. what that person doesn't understand is that they are saying so much more about themselves by being the type of person that has that in their bio than anyone else could say with an opening yeah yeah <laughs>
4: yeah Yeah. it's like be masked be fit like that's that's the other one where it's like a mandate like don't tell me what to you could say this is what i like but don't tell me (laughs) as the reader just me as a, a reader who has never met you don't tell me what to be you know what i mean i'll be what i am i'll be what i am no
1: my favorite is um midwest gay hookup sites like when you're in the midwest and you check them and it's always like looking for sane normal guy outdoor Average, plain. Yeah. Please, yeah. don't be crazy. And it's like you sound nuts. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. When they end it with "Please don't be crazy," it's
4: like, okay, this is not how we need to. This is not how we as a as a as a human race need to be talking about mental health. Of, at the end of my set, app I was saying, "Please don't be crazy." Like, <laughs> yeah. If I was struggling with mental health issues, I would love to not be crazy. I as a favor to you because you've asked me to just for my own well being. actually. (laughs) actually Uh, like (laughs) insanity the world is crazy (laughs) also there's another thing people do where they are this is a tinder because there is obviously like huge difference tonally in like grinder and tinder
1: yeah i've actually never been on tinder
4: tinder it's been i hadn't before this like current like you know recent foray into singledom and i also like you know i'm on it in a way and when i say it's a joke it's also almost anthropological just in a sense of like I don't want to be in a relationship right now and I don't for a while. So it's like, I don't want to actually, you know, meet with these people and like, whatever. And I also don't like to go on, you know, this kind of micro level of like non-fame of like, I don't want to go on Grindr where it's like literally the only people that I don't know who might know who I am or like gays in like New York and LA. And so when I'm in those two cities, I don't like, I'm also so ashamed of like anything about, me being on Grinder, like, how I act, how I am, what I say, like, what I'm looking for. It's just, like, I don't want anyone who, like, knows who I am to see that. Yeah. I, see, I, that. I want them to see that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so anyways, Tinder, there is another thing where it's, like, guys, and, and it's the kind of guys that are looking for real relationships or something, I think, where it's because, you know, you have this bio, you have these few sentences where you need to convince someone that you're like worthy of love essentially and so they'll be like one line that gets that's actually kind of common is in a certain kind of guy is like I have an amazing group of friends like they Mm. love to say that or it's like when one time I saw so I've seen I have an amazing group of friends a lot actually and then last I saw and then last night I saw this guy that the sentence was judge people by the company they keep I have an amazing group of great friends who I'm close with and it's like what are you actually talking about like (laughs) like what are you actually talking about like it's just so it's just so interesting wow and that's like and that's what like and then that all does connect to like them like four years later, this guy who's, like, appy who, like, said in three sentences that they've been to 42 countries and counting and they have an amazing <laughs> group of friends and don't say hi to them. Now it's, like, we've fallen in love and now we're, like, getting married so we need to, like, celebrate love. It's, it's <laughs> wow, so... way to think the landing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, these are... When we say we're celebrating love, that's what we're celebrating. We're celebrating, like, two years ago, I was sitting on my couch and, like, swiping through, like, randos and, like you told me not to say hi to you so I didn't but like somehow it still works and like now our family's here like at this like event space and we're celebrating love now, now my family and like truly eight people from like my like indie improv teams that I did shows with are like at this event space because another thing I've been seeing in my 30s is like it's so crazy because it's like you know I got my start at UCB shout out and um so like it's just so interesting to see, like, you know, so I have, you know, residually all these people I follow on Instagram who I who are wonderful people or whatever. Some are still in the comedy space and some are not. And But some of them, you know, it's like those two people from that one indie team you used to, like, do shows with at St. Mark's, like, ended up getting – who, like, hooked up that night at, like, grassroots. Like, now we're getting married and, like, all these people from, like, these indie improv teams that you kind of forgot existed are there and you kind of remember who was on what team and, like – it's just so strange, and they're all celebrating love together.
1: It's actually insane. It's also like the best case scenario is they get married because it's either the people that we know from UCV are either getting married now or they have become alt right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they are celebrating celebrating their
0: love of Q. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> it's funny because like you know I watch um, a lot of reality TV and a lot of like not an an alt reality TV. Or I guess our demographic, where it's like I'll watch like you know CBS reality shows. Or right now I'm working through the canon of Big Brother Canada, which is actually really good. And um, that sounded
1: scolding. It sounded like you're scolding people.
4: <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't know
1: who you're mad well, at. But.
4: <laughs> and um, I, so it's this, in, in the in the house. A lot of times they'll have showmances where you know a romance that happens on a show. And, you know, some of them will happen years ago. And the same part of my brain that is like activated by like showman finding out a showmance from like eight seasons ago, Big Brother is now married, is the same part of my brain that like is activated by like people from the indie improv scene getting married to each other. I'm like, oh, so it did, oh, that wasn't just a showmance. That did happen. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: That did happen. My question is, okay. I have not in my life yet been to a gay wedding. Me neither. Wow. What the hell? I've been to two, I believe. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot. You must be like really traditional family.
0: Yeah, well, I really, I was kind of, I was really on the forefront of sending all the people that were too gay to the resorts so that, you know, we could finally have marriage equality. Well, all the people that are too gay. And and you know what? Judge people based on the company they keep. And I have a group of amazing friends and they're all married and they're all monogamous.
4: Well, I will say those people at the, like, those kind of, those people, like...
0: <laughs> when we talk the guy about in the laptop is overheating
4: <laughs> when we talk about those kinds of people who i am one of these type of people this kind of like very gay, like mainstream gay like jack from will and grace gay yeah that is the kind of gay that does get married you know what i, mean? I know it's mm-hmm. interesting that you say that because they're fitting they're fitting into the straight idea of of capital G gay as opposed yes. to like, you know, for queer or whatever. Like mm-hmm. these people with, these are people who don't have mullets. These are people who are lawyers and work in HR and like they are the gay of their office. And they, it's like, it's like my, when I was a nanny, the um, mom of the kids I nannied always used to say, cause I couldn't cook, but I had to cook for the kids. And she this is great for you. You know, you're going to learn how to cook because you know, um, Andreas in my office who's gay he always says every gay man should know how to cook and so I so like Andreas definitely is that kind of gay that maybe we're talking about who like would be at this resort but like Andreas definitely is someone who's on the app saying like I have an amazing group of friends because he's after marriage.
0: Yeah Yeah,
4: when you say you have an amazing group of friends, you're after marriage
0: Well, it's it's you're pointing also to the the complicated nature of like the assimilated gay versus the Radical queer or whatever because you would think oh Okay, if the two genders are assimilation not assimilation you're like oh the masculine gays are the ones getting married. No, 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 sweet No, no the masculine gays have are getting nine loads into every hole at the party while yeah. the feminine gays are getting married at City Hall and then working for the Navy. <laughs>
4: totally, but I would also add to that, <laughs> I would also add to that, like the masculine gays and the feminine gays, like there are, I do think there are celebrate, celebrators of love on both the like masculine yes, fem ends of the spectrum. They, they, yeah. they're, they're both fitting in in their own separate ways to this kind of like, Straight idea of gay and they both want to get married and they almost but like they'll always want to marry Kind of each other on a way because then it, it can ease their brains. It can make sense to them or something
0: Yeah, when we say love is love we mean that you can celebrate love <laughs> whether or whether you are a feminine gay or a masculine gay
4: <laughs> and As long as it's with like the opposite or something like they still need some level of like of like hetero i don't know i don't know the i don't know the actual base word but it's like hetero mm-hmm. is the prefix for normativity there's a base word
5: normative
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and um but it's funny because then you'll see on like grinder, like mask, there's like mask for mask culture. But like yeah. those those masks for masks, I think, aren't necessarily getting married to each other.
5: No.
0: Mask for mask is interesting because on the one hand, you're like, okay, it's toxic masculinity. On the other hand, what they actually want is the most gay thing possible, which is totally. the manliest possible men. Fucking. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. It's so strange. They're
0: like, we need this to be same sex. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah both physically <laughs> yeah.
1: and spiritually.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean we need spiritually to be the same sex um
1: yeah it's so strange how everything is well uh, i think we can wrap it up there at life is crazy
5: yeah. it's so
1: crazy how everything is
5: <laughs> it's so crazy
1: how everything is but if you are married we support you mm. and we, we do support you. are so happy that you have found the one and we would love to tag you on Instagram, so please tag
4: us. (laughs) (laughs) So you can go ahead and tag you back.
1: If you're getting married, please tag the three of us on Instagram, (laughs) so that we can tag you (laughs) on our Instagram.
4: (laughs) No, so that we can tag you in the comments of your own (laughs) post, tagging us. Then we'll just, just, you'll tag us, you'll do a post celebrating your own love, and then you'll (laughs) tag us in the post, and then we'll just comment at your own handle in the comments.
1: <laughs> you must tag us so that we can then tag you in the comments.
5: <laughs> Thank I'm you for letting us celebrate us. your love.
1: <laughs>
4: so that we can tag you in the <laughs> we can tag you in the comments of your own post tag us. Celebrating
0: at Brian and at Amanda's love. CC at Pat Regan at George Harris at Sam Tagger.
4: <laughs> and then we'll go ahead and just comment at you.
0: We'll tag you. Yeah, wow. that'll be
1: perfect. <sighs> wow. Let's do wow. our final segment. I think I think we have I to. It's time. Um, Pat, our final segment is called Shoutouts. And in it, we give a shout out to anything that we are enjoying. Imagine it's 2001 and you're at TRL shouting out to your squad back home. Oh, about so cool. Anything that you like. <laughs> yeah. George, do you potentially, by any chance, have one? You know what? Yeah. I actually have an anti shout out. Uh oh.
0: Go for it. What's up everybody out there? Everybody, everybody who I love and everybody who loves me, my incredible group of friends who are all married, monogamous and Republican. (laughs) I wanna give a quick shout out to, I guess kind of the concept of not feeling tied to having one pan or one pot recipes. I have noticed a real epidemic out there of recipes bragging about being only one pan and one pot. And I wanna say you have to embrace the diversity of your ingredients. You have to have the bravery to use multiple pans. And if you're making a pasta, just make the pasta in a pot and make the sauce in a pan. It doesn't have to be the same thing. You don't have to make the dry pasta in the sauce. You don't have to put something in the oven in a sheet pan that has both sausage and broccoli, and you're cooking it in the same temperature. Let each ingredient speak for itself and stop trying to make things simple. Stop trying to make things life hacks. Stop trying to kind of, you know, it's this hustle culture that we're all a part of. it's like, Oh, I have 20 minutes. And in those 20 minutes, I have to make all three meals for the day and for the week, actually, and I have to meal plan and put everything in Tupperware in those 20 minutes. And it all has to happen in one pan that's then actually compostable and disposable. How about just cooking a meal with your family and relaxing and not trying to make everything into a whole thing, sweetie? I do think that's kind of
4: that is kind of internalized Celebrate love when you threw in with your family. I was like, Oh, you're celebrating love with us. I do think that is a good anti shout out. I do think, (laughs) I do think it's too, it's like, yeah, it's like the the boss girl culture of like i only have 20 minutes like it's like busy 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 gig economy whatever yeah but then it's also like this culture that is straight of like it also it also is like adulting is hard culture like yes what is a pot like i literally <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, i keep shoes in my oven like i <laughs> like what are taxes like
0: <laughs> when they release those pots that are like all in one where it's like this is a it comes with like five different things you can put on top of it and you can like fry and deep fry and
1: poach and you're like it's okay just have three pots buy three pots totally i just want to say that like washing dishes is really hard and my hands get really really dry and um so it's really really? helpful to have a one pot To clean. I mean, I guess, Sam, it's also helpful to just
0: wear the same one orange jumpsuit every day. That would certainly make getting dressed easier, but we are people with needs and individuality.
4: (laughs) Again, it is not interesting that I'm made of water. It is interesting that I am a Scorpio. We are different people with needs and individuality. We will not wear the orange suit, Sam. We will use multiple pots, Sam. Love
1: isn't love. Love isn't love um okay um uh, yeah george you inspired a food one for me as well okay what's up lovelies um i just want to give a huge shout out to making uh, having a dinner of exclusively fried food I went to Julius Gay Bar last night Mm. around 6 p.m., and I had mozzarella sticks, onion rings, and chicken Mm. tenders. Mm. And you know what? Mm. I felt satiated, I felt happy, and most of all, I felt healthy. Media always tries to tell you that a meal of exclusively fried foods is bad for you. Well, then why do I feel so good today, huh, sweetie? I love fried foods because guess what? You can get anything fried. If a vegetable's fried, it's good for you. And chicken tenders fried, yeah, that's actually Good for you as well because it's protein and it's lean protein because it's chicken i think and i mozzarella sticks that's dessert and i was ha- and actually we ordered mozzarella sticks and then we ordered another mozzarella sticks because we were still a little bit hungry mm. and i could not regret anything less i felt much better than if i had had potentially a salad and and because i had onion rings and that's vegetable so what's a salad a meal of fried food <laughs> A meal of fried food is good for you, it's easy, and it's cheap, and it is um, egalitarian, and I love that. I love equality, and I love a meal entirely made of fried food. XOXO, Sam. Woo! Ah, oh, God.
4: Yeah, it's really good. It's like sampler, sampler culture. Sampler Can culture. Can I tell
0: you, few meals are as enjoyable as getting food at Julius.
1: It is so fun. Oh, my God. It, it, it just, it's
0: absolutely beautiful and i've never felt more a part of the lgbtq plus community in new york city than when i am
1: getting mozzarella sticks at julius bar yes i've never really been to julius like i've never I've seen well, this-
0: pat next time we go we're getting mozzarella we're going sticks.
1: and we're getting some damn sticks baby oh my god i can't wait tonight is the night tonight is the night <laughs>
4: um okay this is like i this is the only thing i could be thinking of is there anything i could be thinking of that it's like that i've been thinking about i'm like oh this is like so good and i like wish i could like talk more about how good it is but it's not like new or interesting really and it's not like i say don't judge yourself
1: and just go for it yeah yeah okay Hi.
4: um Oh my gosh. XL, XLF forever. Love you girls. Uh, I love seniors 09. I love you guys. And I love seniors 02 as well. And I just want to say um uh shout out to um the music from the buffy the vampire slayer season six episode once more with feeling uh walk through the fire um you are iconic um i've got a feeling oh my god so incredible (laughs) And, um, yeah, wait, There's one more. Um, going through the motions. Oh, my God. So fun. So amazing. So well sung by, of course, SMG. Love you, girl. Uh, okay, XOXO. Goodbye.
5: Wait,
0: Goodbye. Is, is that the musical
4: episode? Yeah, Once More, I was feeling. Oh, mm-hmm. got it. I touch the fire and it freezes me. We actually, me. It, like. I it, look into <laughs> it and it's blind. Why can't I feel my skin should crack? I want the fire back.
1: Powerful. This is our musical episode, actually.
4: Because she was dead. Because she was dead. She was dead in a coffin, and her friends brought her back to life as a, as like a nice thing. But she's actually like, why did you do that? I actually was so glad to be dead. <laughs> and then she's like, this is so annoying. It's actually iconic. The plot of that episode is that like she finally tells her friends like it's actually annoying that you brought me back to life because I was like actually like loving being dead. It was incredible. <laughs>
1: Well, that sounds a dark message. Yeah. No, 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 no.
4: Cause it, no, no. I've heard of celebrating it, love, but celebrating death?
1: Yeah, that's not okay with me.
4: Because then there's also this bridge towards end the episode where she goes, huh? Heaven, I think I was in heaven. Um, no pain, no doubt till you pulled me out of heaven. So that's my refrain. I live in hell because I've been expelled
5: from heaven.
4: But it's because, you know, Buffy is about this girl who is <laughs> trying so desperately to hold the weight of the world on her shoulders while mm-hmm. still being 18 girl with the needs and wants of 18 girl. Sure. And it gets to be so much that she's so siloed and so isolated by her calling that she can
5: never yeah.
2: happy pride from tomboy x we just dropped our pride 24 collection queer founded queer run and creating size and gender inclusive underwear swimwear and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin visit tomboyx.com to shop
3: bean dad the dress 30 to 50 feral hogs if you knew what any of those were you spend too much time online and hey i do too